You're listening to the Simply Instructional Coaching Podcast, a podcast for instructional coaches who want a simple plan with simple steps to get started coaching teachers. I'm your host, Nicole, and I'm an elementary teacher turned instructional coach with a little bit of K-12 admin sprinkled in. Tune in for simple tips and strategies for what and how to coach teachers. Being an impactful instructional coach doesn't have to be complicated. Let's make it simple. All right, welcome back to the Simply Instructional Coaching Podcast. I am here with the Gretchen Bridgers of Always a Lesson. Woo! I am so excited to have her on my podcast as I have been a... what, it, what am I, a visitor? I've been a guest twice to her podcast and it is just different. It was just different when I said, hey, you're on my podcast now. Yeah. And we just both start laughing. The tables have turned, my friend. It really has. So this podcast is something that is, this episode is really, really special to me and dear to my heart, just because me and Gretchen have been through it all. I don't even know how to explain it. It is Definitely when you meet someone virtually and they become one of your close friends and family, I guess you would kind of say throughout the years, we've been through babies and pregnancies and moving, building houses, right, buying houses and new schools and going back and meeting in person and actually staying in a hotel room together. Mm -hmm. Like we have definitely had a crazy journey. And I think the craziest journey is that we both collaborated and and talked about the Simply Coaching Summit when I kind of had that crazy idea. So (laughs) we're going to give you a little bit of background that you may not get in any other episode because Gretchen and Nicole has a special journey. (laughs) And we go way back, (laughs) way back together. Before I get started into our journey, I'm going to have Gretchen kind of introduce herself a little bit, talk about what it is that she does and her journey to coaching, and then we'll talk about our journey together. Okay, I'll give you like the quick synopsis. I taught second, third, and fifth before falling in love with the idea of coaching new teachers in my district, which was really fun and challenging. And then when I got married and started to have and build my family, I wanted to work from home. And the best way to do that was to consult and do PD. And then I figured out I can actually still coach over the interwebs. Um, And so now that's what I do. I'm just kind of like a traveling teacher leader and it's been really fun. Yes, it is amazing. Now you did coach at TNTP though, right? I sure did. So the new teacher project was who sucked me in. They sent me an email and said, would you be interested in, in coaching over the summer? We get this cohort of new teachers. They come from a different profession. So they're doing this like alt cert program And you're going to teach them all these teaching strategies. And then once the year starts, you're going to follow them through and coach them as they implement what they learned all summer long. I'm like, well, this is really cool because I had been helping teachers at my school informally. I did some PD. I always had student teachers, any new colleague that came on staff, I would kind of do the onboarding, Mm -hmm. helped run the mentorship program. And I was doing coaching without it being called coaching, which many of the listeners might not have an official title, but you're doing so many of the same things. And so when it came across my inbox, I'm like, yes, this is it. And my principal really wanted to talk me out of it because 
she was going to miss that leadership at her school, but she knew is what I really wanted. And so she, at the end was like, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. So I coached with the new teacher project for a few years. I did a lot of different roles besides just coaching. And then I, again, wanted to have kids and was like, I can't work this extreme schedule and was able to kind of figure out what it looked like on my own. And so I had this blog, alwaysalesson.com, and it was what was going on in my classroom. Mm -hmm. And so that turned into my website where I then was able to start consulting and then the podcast came and it just keeps growing. So it's been really fun to know it started as like this little thing. And now it's like my life. Yeah. So one of the best things that came out of TNTP is that lovely book. Isn't it called the Elementary Edu 101, right? Yes. Yes. Elementary Education 101. It's EDUC written like a course title in college. Yeah. I have right here. They can't see me, but I have this index card box. Every time I get a great idea for teaching, I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. And every student teacher that came, I would have them read it. I'm like, all this stuff is great ideas. You don't have to do them at the same time, but write them down. Like start keeping your own journal of stuff you want to try. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, you should really like share this with more people. She's like, you should type it up and share it out. I'm like, type it up. It's ridiculous. Like my old school index card system was legit. And so I did, I wrote it in Microsoft Word. And then someone's like, you should like publish this. I'm like, you're kidding me. It's not even my ideas. Like, do I get in trouble? Because all these people had just shared these ideas. And they're like, no, it's things from your memory that you've learned and that you've tried. And so I self-published because I didn't have money as a teacher to go through all that. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it all down and shared it. It was a super quick read, you know, short and sweet and to the point. And then a few years later, I rewrote it to add in a little more stuff, beef it up a little bit. And then because of that, I got a little more confident that maybe I do have stuff I could share. And someone in my local area was like, do you want to contribute to a group book. And I was like, yeah. And so she called it experts who know what to do. And I loved being part of that. I had a chapter on mentorship and and coaching. And now I'm writing my third book, which I can't yes. title, but it is coming. Oh God, I can't wait. I'm nervous because the first book was happenstance. I just had it in the works and never intended it for it to become a book. And the second book was just a small chapter and a collaborative book. Mm-hmm. But this is like pressure for it to be like a legit book to make sure you help teachers. And it's because of the work I've done in coaching that I kind of figured out the things you need to focus on and the order in which you need to focus on them to find success. Yes. So I don't know. I think this is a good time for us to kind of maybe lead into your session about the summit. And then okay. we'll come back to talk about our love together. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So. Your title is the four critical areas to maximize impact. And I think that with your experience working with new teachers, working with coaches, because you're a coach of coaches as well. Mm -hmm. I think this is an awesome area for you to kind of share your work. So tell me why you think that this session is going to be an impactful session for coaches. Because I have figured out through the help of working with other coaches what they need to focus on at what time of the year. Mm -hmm. So I started a teacher leader mastermind, which is like a a mini coaching group of coaches. Mm -hmm. And after each cohort, so I do a fall cohort and then a spring. And after a few years of that, I realized there's some pattern to like what coaches struggle with throughout each month of the year. Yep. And so I started providing this manual when they come in the mastermind. And I'm like, here's our monthly focuses. 
because this is common questions that will come up or obstacles. And so from there, I'm like, I think I need to share this with other folks. And I don't go as deep as I do in my group because it's a little bit more personalized, but at least the session is going to give you the idea of what do I focus on in this time of year? Why are these essentials? Well, how is this going to help me? And how does this help kids? All right. So I know that you have a blog post that I think is going to correlate really good with this session where you talk about things that happen in the autumn, things that happen in the winter and the spring and the summer. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about the autumn, winter, spring and summer. What are some things that coaches can do? I know that they're they're going to come and attend your session. What can you give them now to kind of give them hopes of what they can start to work on or things that they're going to learn? That's a great question. In the fall, it's a lot of foundational stuff because you're helping teachers set up their classrooms for success. While teachers are setting up routines and procedures, you're helping them think through what am I needing to help them set up? What supports do they need? What materials do they need to ensure that students can be successful? You're always a step ahead of what the teachers are needing. And then comes the fall where you're thinking, how do I close out the winter? How do I close out the fall quarter? And how do I prepare for a long break? And how do I bring kids back in so that there's not that lull of trying to get back up to speed, get motivated? Because you kind of go into fall break, like going 90 miles an hour. And then when you start back up, you're like at 10 miles an hour and you have a huge gap to like get back to where you were. So there's some tips and tricks there. And then the spring gets the heaviness of testing and preparing everyone to move on to the next grade level. So there's things you as coaches need to be mindful of and and you're doing PD or PLCs, what kinds of things should you be talking about? And again, coaches have to do it before the teachers know they even need it, right? Yep. You want to do more prevention than having to fix things later. And then the summer months, you're closing things out, making sure the last year was a success and preparing for what's to come. And so each season forces you as a coach to have a different lens and a different purpose And the mistake I made and why this all came to be is I just had one strategy. I'm like, these are the main things you should work on like all year long. And although there are evergreen staples to coaching of things that never go out of style and are not seasonal, you still have to make sure other things take priority or added into the mix so that it's applicable to what teachers are going through. Yes. So right now, when this airs in a couple of weeks, it's definitely going to be hot and heavy in the middle of our testing. Mm -hmm. What are a few key points that you can get coaches out of testing and into that end of the year closeout? What are some things that you can share with them about that? Well, by that time in the year, you no longer are setting up routines and procedures. You're maintaining them. And because of that, Your kids should be really operating your classroom by third quarter. And you might be thinking, oh my God, that's ridiculous. Absolutely not. It's their classroom and engagement is only going to be compliance if they don't feel like their classroom is theirs. When they feel safe, when they feel like they have a part in running how it is and they have a say-so, they have a voice and they have choice in assignments, they have a little bit more freedom and flexibility, you're doing student-led things, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden... You're facilitating a lot more, which is a changing in style at the same time that this testing monster is kind of involved. So you're balancing two worlds. But the best way to keep kids involved and motivated to do well is to give them a little more leeway in the classroom with the day to day, getting them more of that ownership and that accountability piece. And so that is going to be one of the main levers that we're going to focus on 
is how do we shift and have it really student-centered and focused with them taking the ownership and taking the reins because they've seen teachers do it all two quarters before that. So third and fourth quarter, they're ready to run. Do you think that a coach then could step in and should they help the teacher model that? What strategy do you think a coach can take to help a teacher transition their students from teacher-led to more student-led? I think for myself, I liked the background knowledge. Why are we shifting? Yep. Why is this necessary right now? I'm stressed out. I want efficiency. Just let me do it. I don't want this person over here to take over and now it's taking forever to get them trained up and then they're absent and that throws things off. So I think the benefit that what I've seen over time is when you can level with kids, no matter the age, and share with them the background of why we're doing something, why why the shift is happening, how it benefits them, how it's going to help them in the long run. Now you've got them interested and in even participating in the change. And then as a coach, you're helping do small steps into the water until students and the teacher feel like, okay, we got this. Okay. And some days it might be a little bit more teacher and other days it might be a little more students. And sometimes the coaches in there co-teaching or helping. But the point is kids are so stressed out during that time Mm -hmm. that when you can give them something to look forward to, they want to show up and they want to do their best. And when kids butts are in seats and they're listening, we have a greater chance of then sharpening those skills and doing well, not just for a test, but to achieve success and move on to the next grade level. Then if they're out, they're already stressed about testing and then they come to school and the teacher's just bossing them around and they just feel like they don't belong, you know, they're not going to do well. So I think it's really the perfect time to increase the motivation and doing that through planning with the teacher, modeling with the teacher, doing it in smaller increments. And then of course, then you could start doing your coaching cycles around that, but not until it's all set up. Oh, that is perfect. So coaches, what you need to do is work with your teachers, just like Gretchen said, Create some type of plan, some type of way of, uh, as what we call it, gradual release, right? There you go. Mm -hmm. Of letting them to release out and transition those kiddos for them to become more self-sufficient. I think that is perfect timing after testing. I don't know if I am, (laughs) if I am like everyone else, but testing like stresses me completely out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As the coach with the you know, getting the test books or getting the, you know, everything organized at the testing schedule and making sure everyone understands the rules and not the rules. And I was at a building in middle school and this is kind of like when we first started talking, right? I was at that middle school where we had 26 different languages. You remember that time? (laughs) And so I would be finding or searching for dictionaries in 26 different languages That was the hardest thing I think that job (laughs) entailed was doing all of that. So I hope that you guys know that right now is testing season. You do know that you need a break. So make sure during your spring break that you actually take a break. Hopefully this is right before your spring break. So you're listening and you're not listening to this on spring break, (laughs) y'all. But you are listening to this on your way to work after spring break. But I hope that you did have some restful time. And if it's before spring break, make sure that you do get some time and get some rest and then come in, help those teachers with that plan. Hey, hey, coaches, I have a few questions for you. Are you struggling to get coaching cycles completed? 
Are you still trying to figure out what to coach? Are you confused about how to coach teachers? If you raised your hand and said yes to any of these questions, I want to invite you to join me and more than 100 instructional coaches inside the Simply Coaching Hub. The Simply Coaching Hub is a professional development, resource, and community hub that will provide you with practical, relatable, and actionable professional development for new and seasoned instructional coaches. The hub is specifically for instructional coaches created by me and instructional coach. In the hub, we focus on providing specific pathways that meet you where you are in your coaching journey. Differentiation is important when we work with students and even when we coach teachers. Shouldn't it be important when it comes to your growth as a coach too? Absolutely. And that's why when you join the hub, you will be prescribed a coaching pathway that will address your specific needs. The hub also provides a simple framework for you to implement right away. It's time you start coaching with confidence. And most importantly, the hub is a community. With over 100 instructional coaches from all over the world, you will connect with someone who can support you through any situation you may be dealing with. And the best part is you have a coach walking side by side to support you in your journey. It's time to elevate your instructional coaching with the Simply Coaching Hub. Check out www.simplycoachinghub.com to learn more. I will see you in the hub. I'm excited about Gretchen's uh, session where I am going to learn about those seasons more in depth, but I know that there is a blog post series with that and we'll link to that in the show notes of this interview. Yeah. Now, what we're going to do is talk Dude, about drum roll. our favorite. <laughs> the summit? The summit, yes. But let's just talk about our coaching journey, right? Because y'all, I have to admit, Gretchen has been my coach since 2016, right? About We met around like 2016. Yeah, I think that's right. We had to because your daughter was just, Lily was just born. She was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I got married the year before. Yes. And my father had just died. He passed away in 2016. And so I was trying to help coach. I had this, I don't know if I had a dream. It wasn't a dream because this was not a dream. This was all kind of let's come together. But I was looking at missing resources for coaching and Gretchen had some resources for coaching. And I reached out to her on Facebook and was like, hey, I got a question. Can you help me about this? (laughs) And she was like, sure, but I just had a whole baby two days ago. (laughs) And I'm like, are you really responding to me? And you just gave birth? (laughs) She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So she's like, give me a couple of weeks. (laughs) And that's kind of how it all started. But Gretchen was definitely my go-to for a lot of different resources when it came to like business stuff. And then I don't know, we just started talking. We started boxing like, every other day or every, you know, once a week. And then it, I don't know, morphed into like every day. And then it morphed into like every hour. Multiple times a day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it has just been an awesome, awesome experience. So I know a lot of times when I struggled with situations in the building as an instructional coach, I didn't have anyone that I could talk to. And many times I talk about building your coaching, you know, kind of building your coaching crew or your coaching community. PLN, yeah. 
Yes. And so Gretchen was definitely one who I could talk to. The best part about it is, is that anyone I was talking about, Gretchen was in North Carolina, I was in Indiana. And so anybody that I talked about, she had no idea who I was talking about. So it wasn't like, it was very protective, very private, and it was secure for me. Like it was a security blanket, I guess you would kind of say. If it's no one in this world that is a coach, (laughs) it is Gretchen, (laughs) because she is going to immediately start giving you questions to make you start thinking, Mm -hmm. like through the whole process of everything. And so that's kind of our journey. Would you say that that kind of sums up? Yeah. And then you always have these crazy ideas. (laughs) And you'll be like, hey, it's the night before my book is due and I'm going to completely revamp it. I'm like, oh my God. Or like, hey, I think we should do this conference, you know, just for coaches. And I'm just going to whip it together real quick. Is that good? I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then it became the summit and it became her book. And then the podcast, it's just like, it's how she rolls. And we are so very different. I'm type A and she gives me a hard time about that. She's last minute Lucy and I give her a hard time about that. We're so opposite, but we have the same passion and we respect each other so much. Yes. And we're very vulnerable and honest with each other. We've had extremely difficult conversations. She's held me to the fire a few times and it's been great. And I think when you can have that kind of authentic relationship with somebody, yep, you're about to grow beyond measure. The things that she's accomplished and I've accomplished are because of us brainstorming together or pushing each other to do it, or, you know, just even giving permission to dream big dreams and cheer each other on. And we're not sharing this because it's like, listen to how great we are. It's you can have this too. She had the courage to reach out and to a random stranger. And I had the courage to respond and be like, yeah, I don't mind being an open book and helping. It requires two people to yin and yang she keeps the relationship going better than I do. I have little kids at home and she has a little bit more freedom. And so she'll vox me a lot. And it's like, I just haven't even thought about what I'm going to put on today or if I'll shower, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but she's there. And I know this is a season of life. And so with the yin and yang, sometimes it's more her than it is me, but she knows I care and she knows I'm here and you can find your person too with social media and all the technology available. You can find a coaching buddy, especially the summits, like the best place. Cause she'll have a Facebook group just for summit people. Mm-hmm. And you could be like, Hey, you presented or, Oh, I saw you in the chat during the presentation. And you realize you have so much in common. And it's just really helpful when you talk with someone who is in a district who operates differently. Cause you're like, Oh, that's not how we do it. Maybe I can make that suggestion. Here's our biggest fight. Y'all y'all want to know what our biggest fight is about? <laughs> The word teacher, leader, and instructional oh, yes. coach. Oh, yes. <laughs> it still goes on to this day. I'm like, what is a teacher leader? In Indiana, we are not called teacher leaders. We're called coaches all day. And Christian is like, <laughs> now, they're teacher leaders. And I'm like, no one is a teacher leader. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it is so hilarious. So that's like one of our biggest things that you'll learn the differences between where you are, if you're in a different state and where she is, you know, wherever your coaching partner is in a different, in another state. That is so hilarious. Yes. If you learn anything from us, one, like go out of your comfort zone and find yourself a friend Yep. Two, just be open and honest and ask the questions you want to ask. And if they say no, they say no, or they don't respond or whatever. And they keep that relationship alive. We literally knew each other years before we ever saw each other. Yep. And we'll get to see each other again. But then after that, it's like, who knows? So 
really our relationship is virtual and and that's okay. And I just really hope folks find good collaborative partners, people who push their thinking, who encourage them to do amazing things, because not only do kids need this from us, but teachers do too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you as a coach deserve a coach and partner yeah, and a right. coach and buddy. We know we talk about, we say coaches need coaches, but I also think a, a lot about Gretchen has been my coach, not just in my school, but also in personal, because I will come with an issue and be like X, Y, and Z. And then Gretchen is like, oh yeah. And then she start asking me those probing questions mm-hmm. or those questions that really make me think about that role and what happened. Okay. We have to tell the story before we go, the quick story of the summit and how it all came about, (laughs) but I want you to tell it from your perspective and then I'll tell it from my perspective. You guys have to pretend you don't even know what the summit is. Okay. At the time, this was 2019, 2019. Things were a little haphazard on her end and there's lots of ideas going on and we might start them and stop them. Yep. And come back to them. So she comes on Voxer and is like, hey, I have this idea. I think we should help coaches like all around the world. And we could just, you know, do videos and everyone could show up at the same time. And I'm thinking, you crazy person. There was no such thing of like online conference that has like live components. And there's zero for instructional coaching. So this idea was just so unfathomable. But because she's my friend, what do I say? Yes, that's a great idea. I think you should totally do it. (laughs) Mind you, last minute, Lucy has to figure out how to put this together. (laughs) And in true Nicole fashion, she pulls it together every freaking time. It's so annoying because you want her to learn the lesson of like do stuff ahead of time and be organized. But she always gets a home run and you're like, gosh, dang it. A few summits go on and she learns, you know, what works, what doesn't, who needs to help behind the scenes. I'm not joking y'all there. Summit was going live in seven minutes and she was in the shower, like getting ready. She's like, I'm about to go live. And I'm like, I'm so stressed. This is not even my conference. I'm stressed for you. I'm sweaty palms and my heart is racing. And she just shows up and she does great. And it turned each year we've done something different in the summit to make it unique and different. So it applies to what everyone's facing. So it continues to grow capacity And it's just fascinating to watch you grow and glow through it. So that's my perspective. I'm still very proud of you and how successful it is, but go ahead and share your side. So this is what I remember. (laughs) So what had happened was... I remember it being me wanting to go to a conference and I couldn't afford it. I was a single mom. I had three kids. They were younger than they are now because they are grown. What's up, one? and. I didn't have anyone to babysit. Remember, I didn't have anyone to babysit. Okay, so it's now spring break. And I remember laying across the couch and I'm going through Facebook, scrolling through. And there was a webinar and this woman was like, do this online summit thing. And I was like, hmm, what is this? This is a cool idea. So I watched the webinar the whole hour. And then at the end of the webinar, it was like, and you can do all of this for like $4,000. And I was like, I'm broke. (laughs) I can't do that. That's true for all of us. (laughs) Yes. So then I was like, oh, this might be a cool idea. So what do I do? I get on Voxer and I say, hey, Gretch, I have this idea. No, it was not that calm. Hey, hey, I think I'm going to do this. Are you ready? Do you think? (laughs) Like, whoa, take it down a notch. And I was like, 
hey, what if we just like put all this stuff and like have all of these videos and like have people to come and then it's like free and then it's like you pay for the ticket and I don't know, but like I'm gonna reach out to like all these people and, and kind of see. And Gretchen's like, yeah, go ahead, do it, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, cool. So she gives me the green light, y'all. At that particular point, I then get on my computer and email and I start emailing like Joel and Killian and Dr. Lane Rag and Diane Sweet. Like I really, and Jim Knight, like I really got this whole little email that I wrote and I sent it out to people. And then I come back to the email. So Joellen Killian said yes. Dr. Langrad said something like, I couldn't remember, but so many people were, some people were like, yes. Some people were like, no. Some people were like, I'm confused. I don't even know what the heck you're talking about. Like, what is this? <laughs> and that's how new this idea was. Right. It was super new. And people were so confused. And no one had done Zoom and any of that. Like, yes, no. Because this was before COVID. Way before. So we were like, okay. But this was April. It was April that I started the idea. The summit was in July, y'all. So this was April. I get back on Voxer and I'm like, hey, Gretchen, I got this person to say yes. This person said no. This person said yes. We're going to do this. Da, 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 da. And Gretchen was like, wait, what the heck are you talking about? I'm like, what did we sign up for what now? Did, what did you, what did I, right. What did I just sign up for? Like, what all are you doing again? Like, <laughs> break this down again. And the birth of it all happened. Like, I remember every text or, or Vox or message or voice thing, like, she just helping me through that, coaching through the whole thing. And it was a great success. I think that year we got like four or 500 coaches that we reached. And you know what was the greatest thing? The greatest thing about the summit is that it existed before COVID. And when COVID happened, do you remember us doing the COVID edition? Yeah. Uh huh. We were able to really, we were already in place. Yeah. We were already in place and we already had things for coaches. We're like, we got this. Yes. And so we were able to really help a lot of coaches at that time during that emergency. It was a completely free conference. And we were able to put on a conference that helped coaches actually start to transition as they started to help teachers in that time. So the summit has been through it all. Gretchen has been through it all with me. I have been through two pregnancies with her, which is oh, yeah. super, super fun. No, all three. No, I was, you had just had Lily. Oh, okay. Two out of three. So I got two. I got those, the two younger ones. Was just so hilarious when she was pregnant. It was so funny. She's like, I just need a Dr. Pepper. And yeah, I'm like a Dr. Pepper every morning. What is happening with you right now? (laughs) But the summit is going to be awesome and amazing this year. We have so many new faces that are here because we try to get it all together. Keep it fresh. Keep it new. Yes. Last year, Gretchen did a a keynote. This year, Mm -hmm. I am going to do a keynote, the second live keynote. How many times have we said, you need to be the keynote at your own conference? You're like, no, I need to get a big name. I'm like, you are now a big name. (laughs) (laughs) She keeps saying I'm a big name. I still feel like I am just Nicole. I don't know any of this extra stuff that they be talking about. And I told her that's what we love about her is that she is in denial of how much she's helped and how far her reach is. Yeah, I'm just excited. We have Dr. Marsha Tate as our kickoff keynote, and then I'm doing a second day, and then we have Joellen Killian, who is going to be... uh, Yes, I absolutely love her. She's going to wrap up the keynotes. We have six 
live sessions, live workshops like we did last year. There'll be two each day. And then you get all the pre-recorded sessions. That is going to be super awesome. And you get them for so long. Like you don't have to attend live. You can catch all that replay and still have a break and still live your life. I think that's the point of, of the summit, right? Is we have to continue to learn and grow. And this is your avenue to do it. So don't not buy a ticket because you're like, oh, I'm busy that week. You -hmm. will find time in the next few weeks to catch up. Yep. Six whole months you have. Because we like to keep it fresh. One year we did it where we did the monthly live sessions, but this year we're going to do the pre-conference. The pre-conference will actually happen on June 26th. And it's going to be a five-hour live event this year. Holy cow. Yeah. So I'm going to put Gretchen right here on the spot (laughs) and I'm going to have her to come in on one of those sessions and come in live. So now it's on a podcast to say that I'm asking her to come in live. Shoot. I can't get out of it now. (laughs) She can't get out of it. But I'm I'm, going to beg her to come in for one of the sessions to share some content with me, not for me, but with me. Y'all, I got so much up my sleeve. She doesn't even know. But anyway, (laughs) this year is going to be quite different. It's going to be exciting. And we both want to, we want to invite you to come along. Gretchen is my coach. She is my friend. And I hope that you guys get something out of this that you can see where two people virtually who met virtually can build a relationship and be a support for each other because that's what this coaching is about. Sometimes coaching can be lonely, but if you reach out and you meet and you start to build, as Gretchen says, your your PLN or your professional learning network of people, they'll become your friends too. And they will be able to support you through all of what you have. It reminds me of the TPD conference when I'm like, oh, I watched it virtually. Like, it's fine. The sessions were fine. And you're like, no, Gretchen, you go to a conference to network with the people, to be with the people. (laughs) That's where the energy is. That's where you make connections. I'm like, people, I don't need that. Like, just give me the knowledge. And finally, after being in person at some conferences, you really get to see the different sides of things and how much the people are just as important as the sessions. So This is your extra nudge. Not only do I want you to purchase your ticket and watch, but I want you to find at least one or two people that you're going to reach out to and become a virtual connection to. You don't have to become besties, but you can if you want, but push yourself to get to know people in a different area of the country who coach in a different way under different circumstances, because it will only help you apply your knowledge and grow your skill set in a way no other conference could. The people are just as important. Absolutely. All right, Gretchen. So as we wrap this up, please let everyone know where they can find you, find your content and anything else about you. Well, you can go to alwaysalesson.com. That's where I live. That's where the blog is and the podcast and the books I've written and links to swag and products and downloadables and all the things, or you can find me on social, find your, your social choice. And I'm right there. Always a lesson. All right. It is always a lesson when you're with Gretchen. (laughs) It's so corny, but it is just the honest truth. So I'm just going to write it or die. I absolutely love it. I always say it. It's always a lesson when you're with Gretchen. Yeah, I promise so it is. True. Hey. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening. Again, you can find all of the links and all of the things under this podcast in the show notes. And we are so excited for the 2023 fifth annual. Woo-hoo! 
Simply Coaching Summit. Make sure that you grab your tickets. This is launch week. This is launch week, y'all. So tickets are the lowest that they will ever be this week. And that we hope that you join us and join Gretchen's session and join my keynote. And we will see you guys later. Bye. Bring a buddy and tell your schools to come too. Oh yeah, definitely. Bring as many people as you want. Cause we come to like what, 14 different countries now. Yes. Yes. And your school might even pay for it. So go ahead and hit them up for that. Oh yeah. Definitely. So if you have POs, we take those as well. All right, y'all. See y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Simply Instructional Coaching Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with other coaches and teacher leaders, post about it on social media, and leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Simply Coaching and Teaching underscore and on Twitter at Coach and Teach. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode. Happy coaching.